Welcome to another week of the Art of Manifesting with Gaia. We have a fabulous guest this evening and her name is Carol Tuttle. Carol is a catalyst for change that improves the quality of our lives. Carol is an acclaimed alternative psychotherapist that has been pioneering the personal development field for 20 years. She is a best-selling author, speaker, and successful businesswoman, having worked in the self-help and self-realization field for most of her career. Carol has experienced the many tools and systems we resource to assist us in discovering and living our truth. Carol is a leader in the areas of energy psychology, emotional freedom technique, and energy medicine. Her reputation as a psychological intuitive and energy therapist has taken her to other countries to work with the native people to clear the generational beliefs and life patterns that are keeping them stuck in operation. She has the ability to take the spiritual and translate it into the practical to assist people in creating the lives they want. Carol's here with us today to talk about the essential key to optimizing the law of attraction and tapping. Carol will share her insights from her latest book, It's Just My Nature. Welcome, Carol. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate all those kind things you've said. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Carol, could you share, before we get into this fabulous topic, and I know our listeners are very eager to know what you have to share, how did you get into this field? Well, what's typical with people in my line of work is you're about 25 years ago, my life was falling apart terribly, and I was a mother of four young children, and I was met with dealing with a lot of depression and very, very difficult, difficult time in my life. And I wanted to be well. I wanted to really be a great mother. And yet I was really handicapped by that. And I got into traditional therapy in the 80s, going to counseling and came out with a really great story, but I didn't feel much better. (laughs) So I was determined to get well. And I started to pursue alternative health practices and to really understand the mind-body as it is it and its capacity for healing. And early in my career, in the early 90s, I was trained in some very specific energy healing modalities and started to practice that and have a, for 13 years, I had a private practice where I was able to help, you know, thousands of people get well because we started to understand wellness as a innate part of who we are and not something that we have to be prescribed to find. That it, it is our underlying core blueprint to be well, to be abundant, to really thrive in this world. And that struggle is a habit. It's a it's a very familiar condition that we've learned to adapt to, but it's not who we truly are. How has it changed from where you were to where you are now and what tools would you say helped you along the way? Well, it's night and day. I live on, I'm in a whole new world. I, I believe I create my experience versus feeling I was a victim. Mm-hmm. The, the power, I understand now that I am the power that um, God works through me as a, a place of power to create p- wonderful things. That, and in my mode of being a victim, I was creating my victim experience as well. I just didn't have any consciousness to that. And so the power... The biggest shift is my perception of my reality is the power is not outside of me. And if I play that game, I can only feel like a victim and I can only create more struggle. So that's the biggest shift is I get that I am a creator and I am able to uh, create my heartfelt desires. And I work very closely with the divine in what I create. Hmm so true. We are co-creators with infinite energy, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Carol, many of our uh, many of our listeners and they what they do is they try to manifest and they work with the law of attraction. 
And what happens is that if you are coming from a place where nothing's worked out for you and yet you are trying and they're really trying hard, they're saying the affirmations, they're really doing the work, the visualizations and the meditations, but there seems to be a time lag between what they want showing up and what's really showing up in their lives. What would you say the key factors, really the blocks to them manifesting? The biggest issue is they believe they need it to be happy. Right. And so they can't accept their happiness in their current experience right. and appreciate their current experience. It's like when you need things to be better or different, you actually kink up the potential for that because you're putting your power outside again. Mm-hmm. You're projecting that you cannot really truly be happy and be at ease and living live in grace until things change in your world and your happiness is not an outward expression it's your inner state and until you truly truly tap into your inner state of happiness and gratitude and appreciation that you as this powerful creator could on you know create the opposite of who you are and understand the magnificence of that and how profound that is that you could create a life of oppression and lack when your true self is to be divine and abundant, that's pretty remarkable. When you get to that place where you can stand in awe of your creation of struggle and appreciate the profound capacity you have to deny yourself from being in oneness with your God self, you it's pretty humbling to go, wow, look what I'm capable of. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty awestruck. You get awestruck with yourself. Mm. Because people still believe in that place that they're victims and now they're practicing all this law of attraction stuff to make their lives better without ever appreciating how perfectly and how potently they created their current condition. It's uncomfortable, but that's okay. People are trying to get out of something. And most people that study the law of attraction, they're trying to get make their lives different because they don't believe their current experience has any value, that it's good, that there's no, there's not, it's just because you feel uncomfortable in it doesn't mean it's bad or wrong. It just means it's uncomfortable. But what often happens is that they're really trying to get out of their situation or the current circumstances, but uh, they don't even see a ray of hope and they're trying and they're trying and they often come back with the feedback saying, well, um, you know, I've never had the law of attraction working for me, so how do I know it's going to work? It won't work when you have that attitude. Mm. It can't because you don't believe you're, you're needing. It's like I won't believe this till I am shown, and where's the power in that? Mm. It's still outside of you. Mm. So true. The perception still is. I'm really not power that pow- I'm really not powerful. So somebody something else is in charge of all this and mm-hmm. I'm not getting mine. Mm-hmm. So I'm still powerless. Mm. So would you say they need to fake it till they make it for a while? The whole thing is faking it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to fake that you're in a different place. You have to start believing that. That's the whole point of it. You you don't, you know, let's just take money. If you don't have enough money and you got a lot of debt, if you're still focused on that, that's your point of focus, and now you're saying all these affirmations and visualizing all this money because you've got to now change this condition. Where's your? Where are you still referencing? Your point of reference is from lack still. True. You have to fake it and pretend you are affluent. Well, you wouldn't talk about your lack of money ever again, if that was your true experience. But see, people have their feet in both worlds. The old world of struggle and the new world of affluence true. and abundance. And they think they can keep one foot in the old world. Well, no, that just grounds that reality to be your experience. But how do they do that when they've got all these bills showing up? And so, yeah, you get a bill... Appreciate what you were given because what that bill represents. If it's your gas bill, then appreciate that you've got warm air flowing through your house. Mm. If it's a bit, if you're paying for gas and the gas goes up, appreciate that you can even go fill your tank with gas. 
you know, where's your point of focus? Is it on what you appreciate or is on the lack still? So basically these tiny steps of appreciating everything they have on a daily basis is going to create more and more so small steps. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If you can't appreciate what you have, how are you ever going to appreciate having any more? The universe won't give you more because you can't appreciate, you know, it's it's waiting for you to appreciate what it's all, what's already been given. True. So they're looking at something and saying, well, that is not enough. I asked for exactly. this. Yeah. yeah, not enough still. And I can't be happy till this is all different. Yeah. Well, what can you be happy about? Yeah. Feel it. The more you, you're in a place of appreciation, the more you receive to be appreciative of. So true. Throw in one more thing, this, and they think their lives are going to change on the dime. I've been practicing these principles for close to 20 years, way before it got popular, way before there was this whole law of attraction kind of momentum going on now. Hmm. And I still practice it every day. It's a lifestyle. It's not a, it's not a pill. It's not a do this, we'll fix your life. We're shifting in consciousness on this planet, and these insights and tools and principles are not being shared so we can fix a problem. It's to help open us to the truth of who we are, to live in an expanded consciousness and not just have more money so you don't have any debt. Mm. It's not the point of it. It's the point to help you learn a whole new way of being opening to your true self and living in an abundant way, and abundance is a state of being that is all around us. It's in us. It's in every, It's right there for the taking if we will just start to notice it. Mm. And um, what daily practices do you use, Carol, in your life? I have a morning meditation that I've recorded that I listen to, mm-hmm. and um, an evening one. So I start my day with those to continue to keep my attention on the what the power that I have to create and how to stay connected with divine universal energy that that all things are me everything i see every person i meet is a reflection of me everything is a is a reflection back to my own belief system um to stay in a place of appreciation so i i start and end my day with those reminders um i'll work with my chakras quite a quite a lot or do some tapping I notice that I'm breathing I pay attention to as many times a day as I need to to remind myself to continue to breathe because we stop breathing a lot that's so true Uh, I work with my subtle energies a lot right I work with um, I'm very aware in any place I am I'm very aware of um, more dense um, heavy energies and I know how to open those up. I know how to fill myself in any place I'm in with unconditional love and to help anchor in the peace and then to spread that to um, the planet, basically. So I I work with energy in every moment. I'm very aware of it. And I'm aware that all things are being presented to me as an opportunity to open to my true, to my true divine nature. Mm-hmm. Rather than it being a challenge or a problem, I receive it as an opportunity that I'm showing myself where I still have limiting beliefs and blocked emotions and patterns that want to be opened up and, and to release my, to be released from these very um, old conditions that are very generational in their quality. So I, I'm doing this every, I mean, I'm, I'm aware of, just as most people are aware of smells or tastes in every moment, I'm aware of energy everywhere I go in every moment. And um, so your sensitivity to energy has increased working on your chakras? Oh, very much. No mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't one of those prodigy children that I saw auras or I could see energetic um this has all become as a practice of opening myself up over years of just being really committed to really um, working with myself on a daily basis, my own subtle energies, my own thoughts, my own feelings. Yes, and I think we're too busy always blaming something else or a situation, but we seldom point all those fingers and work inwards, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't do that anymore. I don't. It's all me. 
I it's taken years to come to that though. I can't you don't learn that overnight. It's it's um it's not something that you just it's a practice to gain mastery over owning that everything is in your in your life because it's a mirror for you. Hmm. There's no one to blame. There's only an opportunity to see your own beliefs in action. Yeah, and what's the lesson here? The lesson's simple, though, to me. The lesson is, you know, we get kind of distracted and there, there's whole le- all these lessons to learn. Really, the lessons are very, very simple and very few. And that's to, to truly open to unconditional love and joy mm-hmm. and to share it. Could you tell us about the value of tapping? Well, your subtle energy systems are your most vital part of your um, experience with the law of attractions, and your subtle energies are composed of some few of some basic energy systems that run in the physical body and around your body. The most well known would probably be your auric field, which is sort of the energetic casing that you function in. Your chakras, the seven, the Seven primary chakra system is another very, uh, it's kind of up and coming, getting out there, subtle energy system a lot of people are learning about. Then your meridians are another subtle energy system that run your energy around and through your body that are your energetic pathways that run your emotions and maintain whatever level of health that you're experiencing. Your meridians, all your subtle energies affect your physical health. But the meridians are the pathways of the energy. And you have 14 meridians, uh, two that are governing meridians and 12 that operate in the two-hour time clock of the 24 hours that we function. And our 12 meridians, uh, there's always one of the 12 that are kind of the lead meridian for the two-hour period. And that's why we experience jet lag because our meridians operate in sync with the earth's meridians and when we travel over time periods and are in another part of the world we have to reconfigure to the earth's meridians and our meridian system and so tapping is a function of tapping on these energetic pathways these energy meridians and certain key points to move the stressed energy that's on overload due to something triggering us or pushing our buttons or a limiting belief or a condition, an imprint, an emotional trauma that we've imprinted that really keeps us stuck. And so tapping on these different meridian points while we're either triggered, so it's really good to do it when your stuff's just naturally up, Mm. or you focus on the issue that generates that stress, that emotional stress, and while you're focused on it, you can recreate the condition and tap to open the energy so the meridians reconfigure to flow and balance with who you truly are. Mm -hmm. And that's what tapping does. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So could we tap with affirmations? Oh, sure. Yeah. Because your energy wants to... It's not really the, the thoughts specific to the language you're saying it's the vibration held by the words and that's held in your subtle energies and so to increase your frequency of energy tapping on affirmations would put that it's like it's you're now the walking affirmation you are that energy all of you because there's a difference you can have affirmations and this is where people just think if they can think positive thoughts or visualize that's your mental field Hmm. you have a spiritual mental emotional and physical aspect of who you are and your mental energy is about you know two three feet out from your body it's in your auric field and the thing is it's easy to think a positive thought now how much can you on the emotional plane, you move it now closer to the body, you're in the emotional field. Can you really feel that as truth? The same thing you're thinking, can you feel it to be true? Then when you bring it down to the physical level where your body vibrates it, you're walking it. You are that as truth. And that's the thing. A lot of people, 
understand the law of attraction in principle and theory, but they don't understand it in the fit to that their body holds it. That the body actually is a can it, it vibrationally contains what you are what you know to be true now. A lot of times affirmations is a method of trying to convince yourself. When you walk it, you know it. So how do they make that shift? So is it best to release so while they're tapping, say that I don't believe it or it's in me, I still feel the block, and then give a positive affirmation or just not give it a voice at all, the doubts? Yeah, that's, that's variable. Depends. Some people do really well with just the positive, but if the, the um, counter thoughts keep coming up, you want it, they're looking to be served, to be acknowledged. And if you fight them, what you resist persists. So, you know, just, yeah, put some attention on that and tap on all the things that are contrary to your truth, all the limiting beliefs, all the shameful thoughts, all the disappointments, all the this note. Probably the biggest issue is nothing ever works for me. Mm. I've heard that so many times. <laughs> I'd tap on that one. Then there you go. You're telling yourself your primary belief right there. There you go. It's like nothing ever works for me. And I'm like, well, have you tapped on that? Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, there you go. I'd start there. <laughs> So how do, I mean, I know you've done some fabulous work with the generations, and um, how does that block come and get in the way, the patterns of um, the generations? Well, you know what I do, and I work with people, um, and I take them through tapping sessions or even guided imagery. I take them back to their parents. Mm -hmm. Um, I take them back to their parents and their generations, and I have them tap from that point. Because I, I guarantee whatever's running in their themes of struggle, it didn't get created in their lifetime. It preceded them. So we go back into the generational story, the family story, and we do the work from that place. So I would have my client um, actually will will just will conjure up something that they can remember that their parents modeled for them that's the same issue. Or maybe it's held by their grandparents, but then I'll have them tap as though they are their parents or grandparents, because that's where it first got created, and people are just repeating themes. And I'll have them do that and seeing their parents come into enlightenment and release it, and everyone has a good laugh and says, wow, you were really convincing. You really convinced me that that was true. You get an Academy Award. You were so good at acting that out. And you know you've shifted it when you can see everybody kind of celebrating, going, oh, my goodness, look what we've all been acting. We've all been pretending that this is, act, this is true. And then you I come did that with a, I did that with my um, recently with something that had come up that involved my father and um, something he had believed about himself that I was clearing in myself. And I saw myself as a little girl seeing my father act all this out and believing this about himself. And I went into the th scene and I had my dad tapping and the little Carol tapping and I was there help guiding them through it. And then everybody cleared it and we all started jumping on the bed um, celebrating because a little five-year-old girl would have fun jumping on the bed with sure. her father. And we were laughing and going, oh, this is so funny. Look what we all did to ourselves, you know. And my dad was laughing and he had let go of it. And it was really quite nice because it was very, you know, very easy to imagine that and how much everyone was celebrating the fact that we now were holding truth, that everyone had been awakened in their truth and we were celebrating that and appreciating that we could have even created the other experience. That must have been very powerful. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> people, make, people get way too serious about all this. True. I like True. that, man. <laughs> Okay, Carol, now can you tell us about your fabulous book, It's Just My Nature? Well, and this has pertinence here in this whole, when you're starting, when you're trying to clear things and release yourself from limitations and lies and blocks, sometimes you're on the wrong page and you're perceiving your current, what you perceive to be your weakness is really not. You were just shamed for it and convinced that the true nature of who you are wasn't good enough. And so we meet a lot of people that are actually tapping on things they shouldn't be tapping on or trying to clear things that are really some of their greatest gifts and qualities. It's just they were sent an opposite message. Mm -hmm. So I created a system called Energy Profiling several years ago where I was able to capture in the classification of four types, four very innate intrinsic movements that we all express. 
And these same movements are in nature. So we find them in the nature kingdom and they're expressed in human nature. There are energetic characteristics and they're expressed in personality, behavior tendencies, thought and feeling processes, body language, and even our physical characteristics. And they stem from the four elements in our DNA, which are nitrogen, oxygen, hydrogen, and carbon. And each of the four types has a very specific innate quality to it, a movement that is very, very um, a, much a quality of a person's gifts and natural, natural ability. So when you say to someone, oh, you're just a natural at it, you're acknowledging their energetic profile. That is their energetic expression. It's a natural expression in them. And when they're living true to it, they are a natural at very specific things. And we've identified what those I, those gifts are within each type. So we can help point people in the direction of living their truth, living true to their nature, and optimize their most natural gifts and capabilities. And so the four types helps you see for example, I'll just say what they are real quick. Type Please. one is an uh, type one is an upward light movement. People with a dominant type one expression are more buoyant, random. They have spontaneity as part of their natural quality. They're idea people. They love new ideas and they love the possibility and the hope mat that those ideas need. They're also known to drop the ball, get distracted easily. They are very social people. They have a quality of inviting you in effortlessly. They can connect with anyone pretty automatically. And some of the most well-known people in the world that are type 1s, Drew Barrymore is a type 1. Um, Rachel Ray, who's a popular TV host, is a type 1. Um, Bill Murray is a type 1. Johnny Carson was a type 1. All people that have been living their truth. Ellen DeGeneres is a type 1. They're all known to have a very uplifting nature. Hmm. So if that person were tapping on I'm immature, I'm too silly, I've got to grow up, you know, i got to get more structured. They're, they're opposing their true nature, and they're going to tap on something that they'll never have success in. Mm. They'll, they'll never be able to sec- successfully alter that because it's, such a, it's not a developed expression, it's a natural expression in us. So when people learn this, they go, well, that's not something I have to change. I have to come into harmony with it so it can balance and it can really be expressed as my gift. And I have to start shaming it. But these same people are the ones that were told when they were little to settle down. You move too much. You're hyperactive. You got to get focused. You know, they were constantly told to be the op- to be contrary to their true nature. So you, you lose trust in it. You go, it's not okay to be me. It's not appropriate to be me. So I got to now try and alter this. So type two is a subtle, soft movement. It's gentle, methodical, relaxed. It's more blended. These are people that naturally have a gift for details and planning and thinking backwards and forwards and um, taking in the details of life. They're sensitive. They're very heart-centered people. These are the people you would say, you're so calming to be around. You're so inviting. I always feel so, you know, you really listen to me. They are more of an introvert nature. They aren't people that are out in front. And um, they they tend to think they need to tap on that their subtlety is a weakness, that they need to learn to speak up more and be more aggressive. And, you know, they feel like they're overlooked in life and they blend in because their energy is very soft. It's a very soft blended energy. So they, type twos especially are very relieved that they don't have to be more aggressive in life and they don't have to keep tapping on being shy and weak and, you know, that they don't have any power. And it's such a relief because you don't have to try and change who you naturally are designed to be. Then type three is active-reactive, which is a hydrogen element, which is very fiery, very swift, abrupt, very pointed, very direct in how... Um, People express themselves. They have a gift for moving things into action action effortlessly and getting results and moving a lot of people, motivating people to move forward, um, start taking action to pursue whatever they're focused on pursuing. And these are people that will tap on things like I'm too pushy, I'm too demanding, if I'm myself, um, I'm too much for people. They have a sense of being, because they have such 
such mass, substantial energy. Their energy is more volcanic in nature. It's very massive. It's just like a volcan- volcano erupting and that mass moving down the mountain, move- changing everything in its path, you know. That's mm-hmm. the kind of energy type 3 is. Guess what type I am? You tell type me. Three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I ask you really the questions. I'm, pretty, I'm really direct. I'm like, I just don't, I don't be around the bush and get right to it. I'm like, this is what you need to know. <laughs> so, and then type four is our um, constant, still accurate, very structured energy. It's high, it's carbon. It's like earth. It's mm-hmm. very innate to having um, precision and keenness and bringing quality. They have an eye for perfecting the world. They have the ability to see what could be made better. They think in a very black and white style. They are known to be more serious people. They have a more tendency for a more rigid energy. They're not the kind of people you'd start chatting with in the grocery line and they'd go, hey, yeah, how are you? They'd wonder why you are talking to them and you really don't even know each other. So they they choose to be sociable and are very sociable and interactive when they choose that. But they aren't necessarily, they don't like being thrown into spontaneous settings where they have to be um, animated of equality. So they're the opposite. One and four are opposite, and two and three are opposite. Guess which types get paired together most often? The opposite. One and four and twos and threes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see all combinations, mm-hmm. but uh, we see mostly those pairings. And type fours would be tapping on things like I'm too serious, I'm too critical, uh, people don't like me, or everybody else is stupid and they don't understand me. They'll tend to think, because they have such a strong sense of authority. You know, Charlie Sheen's been in the news a ton in the United States, and he's a type four gone um, overboard. It's like his nature is now playing in extremes on the dysfunctional side. And then you listen to his interviews, he's above it all. He's above any, you know, he's his own authority. And he's kind of checked out on the whole idea of that there's, you know, some people getting hurt here. You know, <laughs> there's some consequences that aren't to his highest good or the people in his lives. And yet he seems, still thinks he's beyond all that, which is a very tight four way to type for way to perceive mm-hmm. something so of that do they self-sabotage quite a bit well every type does uh-huh. i mean that's i'm just mentioning him because he's been in the media so much mm-hmm. of how it, any type can go into a dysfunctional side of their expression mm-hmm. and every every the qualities that we all have that are true to all four types is we all have the innate quality of being generous kind um loving affluent, all of the divine qualities, and we all have the same abilities to sabotage, um, be codependent, but we do it true to our type. We, I can actually, I, you know, each type does it a little different, but it's still acting out that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, is there a connection with the zodiac signs and the types? No, not specifically. I find um, the profiling is a it has the energy profiling captures some very universal expressions amongst all people within each type. So then, when you add the zodiac influences, those energies create more of a unique quality within the type. So they create the diversity we experience by adding that um, design of who we are and that influence of who make of what make influences who we are. Mm-hmm. There's not a crossover that way. Mm-hmm. And then we need that. We need the diversity. Because I've captured very universal general expressions of people. And um, it's really interesting how how spot on they are. I, I hear more with energy profiling, the most common feedback I get is, wow, you nailed me, Carol. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I've heard that from thousands of people. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it has a lot of value for helping you see your natural expression, the natural movement of you, your energetic blueprint Mm. so you can get connected at that in the center because when you're connected and centered with that Mm. you have you you can be a point of attraction see you can't have the law of attraction effectively work for you when you're in opposition of your true nature your energetic blueprint it will not work for you Uh 
Because you're not centered with yourself. Right. Because they don't understand themselves or their gifts. Or just on an energy level. The law of attraction is an energy exchange. Yes. It's not even a logical thing. It's not a rational, logical. You don't figure out the law of attraction. You get <laughs> alignment. You get alignment with your, you get in the vi- vibrational harmony with your life path and purpose so that it starts to manifest for you. Yeah, because most of us are trying to figure it out in our minds, aren't they? Yeah, that's a very limited resource. That's like trying to, you know, um, drive a car without tires or something because it's like you got an engine and you've got the, the body of the car, but you have no tires. Hmm. The mind, the, the intellect is not what, um, the intellect is the least effective when it comes to the law of attraction. It should be a servant to the law of attraction, not one to try and manipulate it. Mm -hmm. Do you have a success story that you'd like to share with us by doing this energy profiling and how it's changed a person's life? Well, you know, I hear them every day. It's quite quite an amazing thing to be um, the recipient of all these stories um, because people are just having such amazing outcomes with, understanding this themselves in this very at a in a very um innate intuitive way that i had a story from a woman today she said i've lived i've tried to be a type four my whole life to be very structured and appropriate and and to be more serious about things and it made me sick and i had no enjoyment anymore and it's taken me several months to accept my awesome type oneness <laughs> and I finally have and life has never been better it's completely changing and she just thanked me then but I, I hear everything from health problems completely disappearing people losing weight you know getting their jobs shifting so they're in the right place now and, and roles that they love and they're supported in being in who they are I marriage I hear this one a lot you've saved our marriage you've <laughs> saved our relationship because we were continually trying to be someone we're not or perceiving the other person to be who they're not and you've just comp- this information has just opened us up to be able to honor each other hmm. and hear, you go, if you go to the carol blog my blog thecarolblog.com hmm. you'll find um, a lot of videos that are ex- once you learn the basic program in my book, It's Just My Nature, mm. we do a lot of vlogs, video vlogs mm-hmm. on the topic. We, mm. take it to, we take it into more areas. But a lot, a lot of comments are left there mm-hmm. sharing their success stories with it. Mm-hmm. So in the book, it's explained how to figure out uh, which yeah. type they are? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not, there's no test. Right. You can't take a, multiple choice tests are not accurate in, in determining your true nature. They just are, they have an ability more so to even keep you more stuck because you can answer them any way you want and avoid feeling your shame. You got to be able to face whatever you, you know, when you learn your true nature and if it was shamed, you've got to be willing to let that shame come up so you can clear it. Mm. You got to be willing to face your shame and recognize it's the biggest lie that you ever took on and let it go and open your true energy to be experienced by yourself and as a gift to this world. Mm-hmm. Carol, I have a question for you. Have you, has there been any feedback on someone being a cross between, let's say, you know, a couple of them, or they're always spot on? They, you know, belong in one category. Yeah, you're always going to find you lead with a dominant expression. The purpose of that is so you have a gift. You have a very defined, specific gift that you're meant to lead with, and express your natural self. What I found is because of the shame factor involved in our early years, the more you were shamed. The more it was inappropriate to be you, the more you developed your secondary energies to counter that and to survive. Mm-hmm. And so people that say, well, I'm just as equal, I'll say, well, probably um, things happened in your life that you had to develop that secondary nature to get you through. And you got to really trust that your lead expression is your greatest gift. It's the leading role of you. There's a whole purpose in that. And part of it is we're meant to be able to there's a wholeness in the four types because each gift lends itself to the next type's gift mm-hmm. type one is ideas type two takes the ideas and creates the gathers the details to create the plan once we have a plan type three is moving into action to create a result and once we have a result type four step back look at the bigger picture offer 
How can we perfect it and duplicate it and share it with the whole? So we came to learn to work as a team in humanity, not to be all things in one person. We came to experience the oneness of humanity within, I believe, these four types. Nature does it. The, the, the four types, the four movements express in perfect balance in the nature kingdom. The willow tree doesn't feel sad and droopy because the aspen tree is better. Mm. You know, the Mississippi River doesn't look at Niagara River and Niagara Falls <laughs> and go, I'm a wimp. <laughs> Niagara Falls has really got it going. You know, there's no judgment in nature. They're the four movements expressing in perfect balance and honor to create this beautiful, this, this, per, this system of perfect harmony and beauty. Mm. We go to, you know, I, in my book, I, I, you learn about how it's expressed in nature because the whole point of that is you don't stand at the, you know, you don't look at an iceberg and say, you're too rigid. Mm. When are you going to, you know, lighten up? You're way too stiff. You look at the boldness of it and the remarkable strength that it holds and admire it. Mm. You know, we admire all these four movements in nature and we beat the heck out of it in human nature. True. So which is which leads to my next question is that so once they've identified it, are there scenarios where they don't like the type they they are? Yeah, I hear that. I have a on the Carol Tuttle Healing Center though, where I offer video tapping sessions mm-hmm. where you go on and I have like thirty different thirty five different um tap along videos that you can do sessions with me. Mm-hmm. And in the last six months I created uh for each type the clearing's called I Don't Like My Type. <laughs> you can tap that out. Hmm. And I created another series called I Don't Like Your Type. <laughs> <laughs> How valuable. Because <laughs> if you've got issues with your type 3 mom <laughs> that you've never cleared, any type 3 you meet is going to push your button. Oh, yes. Just <laughs> by the way they walk in the room. <laughs> hmm. oh, that's beautiful. Now, you have another program which is called Dressing Your Truth. Yeah, actually, we um, actually, it, it can be, this can be taught to men and women, but women are at the throes of a very faulty fashion system that imprints women with a lot of limiting beliefs and perceptions of their um, both inner and outer beauty and conditions a woman to really be in conflict with her beauty and who she is. I've studied the fashion system now and the psychology that drives it and the way women deal with it for over 10 years now. And so um, I've been able to compile the most common practices of women based on limiting beliefs and some really misguided direction by a system that's based on styles and trends that are ever-changing and experts that don't consider women more than clothing Mm. and the whole resources in the world. And it's very driven by a monetary system to convince you you're heavy, you're getting old, and you need everything we sell because you're losing your beauty. So it's driven on a lie. The whole system is uh, built on some very, very um, well, deeply imprinted lies women have bought into. Mm. I haven't met a woman yet that doesn't run some, to some degree, an odd, she's at odds with some aspect of her inner or outer expression. So true. I haven't met one yet. Mm, that's true. It's they, they, prolific. Mm. So my work in this field is to free women of, it's like I, I'm bringing consciousness to the fashion and beauty industry through our Dressing Your Truth program. It's like somebody needed to go into that whole system and help heal it because it's broken. Mm. And so our Dressing Your Truth program is an extension of the profiling. Once you know your type, mm-hmm. we teach you through online video trainings. Everything's housed on the Internet because um, we wanted it to be global and universal and available to women everywhere. So we've literally spent hundreds of thousands of dollars building a very state-of-the-art website that offers hours and hours of um, online trainings to teach you how to express your beauty in your outer appearance with clothing and makeup and jewelry and hairstyles and all the parts and pieces and resources of the fashion and beauty industry that you become your own beauty expert based on the inner quality of your beauty, which is your profile, and how to assemble all that to whatever degree you want. You can keep it simple. You can get really into it. You know, you, you, There's levels of how you want to express with fashion and um, the systems of fa- the resources of fashion. 
And we help you create your own style that expresses who you are to the outer world, true to your type. And so now you're not sending mixed signals. Mm -hmm. And you're going to feel really honored in what you put on your body. It's going to be energetically congruent with who you are, Mm -hmm. inwardly and outwardly. And so it's an, an amazing, amazing program. And it's been quite profound to see how healing it has been for women. Women don't realize the damage, the daily damage that's inflicted by the same um, habits of thought and perceptions of themselves because you just, you look in the mirror and you run the same common themes. And and they don't under, because they're so conditioned to it because it started so early in our lives. You know, it starts around ages 10 to 12 that we start this practice of um, self deprivation, you know, just, self-shaming, mm, mm. that we don't even know that we do it into a degree because, because it's become such a program that we run. Mm. And women typically have kind of abandoned the whole fashion scene. Most women aren't buying Vogue magazine and, you know, Elle and all those. They have to be really into it. So most women just don't think they have the potential to be, to feel and to be tr- really beautiful. Yes, yes. And yet every woman is. When you go to dressingyourtruth.com, you'll see we have a before and after gallery. Wow. And it's quite astounding. And these are all women that have done their own makeovers because mm. they've learned it online. Mm. You know, we've got women all over the world. They aren't coming to where we're located to have us do it to them. We're mm. teaching them how to do it for themselves. Yes, and that's, truly, yeah, and that's truly empowering, Carol, because they really feel right with what they're wearing, isn't it? Yeah, they really do. Yeah, and it's intuitive shopping and not just, you know, the mind or the, well, I, I should buy this or this is in yeah, fashion. I, yeah. I've shifted. <laughs> you know what? You spent how many months tapping? I think you just need to go get the right hairstyle. <laughs> I'm I've seen women have meltdowns and these, these epiphanies and these overall healings because their hairstyle now represents who they truly are and they feel honored finally. They feel like, wow, I can be me. Yeah. And, it's uh, been quite remarkable. I'm like, man, who knew it came down to your hair? Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that has a domino effect in all aspects of the person's life. Oh, very much. They're yeah. able to, when you're dressing your truth, you live it more more. You know, you're more apt to live it because you're constantly putting on what's um, representing the inner quality of you, and it's just a real validation. It's like it's like dressing in affirmations in a way. You know, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool and it's fun. It's fun. You know, I've worked in this field for a long time, and having dealt with some really heavy energies and really for years helping people with the real tough stuff with you know addiction and depression and just crazy stuff, you know, it's like, wow, I've been able to bring a system together to put this whole program together that brings it into a place of playfulness and light, and it still can be healing. It's like you don't have to go into all the dark crevices and hang out and, you know, clean them all. You you can start to play in the light and heal. Hmm. Carol, how young could we introduce children to this? to know their types and, you know, when they get into the preteens, they're trying to explore their dressing and yeah. could, could they start this? What what age would you recommend? Well, the, the energy profiling begins right at birth. Um, I'm the, I'm, I have two grandchildren and I have five children, two grandchildren. And it's been fun to use this information and kind of explore how early can we go. And my daughter um, knew m- both her boys, what types they were. Um, she knew in the womb it was very it was confirmed in the first few months of life because of the fact that it's a movement we're assessing and you children are naturally given to express it without altering it through a developed personality so we can actually determine a type based on how a child nurses their body language in their early years their sleep tendencies their their sounds, how they make their sounds, and their physical characteristics. We, That's a future book I'll be writing of how to profile um, anywhere from infants up to teens because they're more purely living it. And so to know a child's true nature from the get-go mm. is going to eliminate a lot of your how-to-discipline-children books because children are only having to be disciplined when you don't know effective parenting techniques to support them in engaging them to living true to their nature so they're motivated to 
live their best life, to truly live at an optimal level. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't have to instill in a child. Um, children come with core values and and qualities of being human if given a chance to develop they'll develop into be, being very fine human beings mm-hmm. so energy profiling helps you bring out the quality of your child to help them develop it rather than trying to make them someone they're not cuz mm-hmm. again you got a type 4 parent with mm-hmm. a type 1 child mm-hmm. I see a lot of damage done in that particular scenario because the parent is more um, aligned with being structured and very linear focused and very rational. And they've got a child that wants to change focus every five minutes Mm. because they need to. They need to be able to bounce around things. Mm. And yes, if parents understood this, they bring out the best in their kids and nurture that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And then as far as the dressing side of it, we have mothers that will introduce it to their girls when they're tiny even, not the makeup and the whole beautification, you know, beauty, but the clothing, you know, my two grandsons dress their truth. I mean, why not? They look they look great and they're aligned with who they are. And so most mothers that learn this want to know it for their children of all ages to at least put them in clothing that shows that their children can truly feel aligned with who they are and express to the world in their outer appearance, this is who I am. Mm. Did you have any experience with indigo children? Well, I figure pretty much every child coming in these days, you know, is of that quality or what they even call crystal children, which yes. is another vibrational quality in That's a child. More, more recent. Yeah. yeah. So I would say um, I don't particularly classify, I don't, I I don't, um, I've certainly been introduced to children of that. I mean, I feel like I have five of them. <laughs> yeah. So I figure it's fairly common. It was when it was just identified to open our eyes to perceive who these children are that um, that became popular because it was like they were all over the place. Hmm. You know, we've been really, the influx of that quality of spirit has been Necessary because it's the planet's on a mission and it is to support us in expanding in our um, consciousness. So Mm -hmm. certain beings come in on higher vibrational planes to to help us all Mm -hmm. make that shift. You know. Mm -hmm. And you haven't noticed them belonging to any particular type, their gender. No, not really. I would. I'd say pretty um, dispersed. Right. I would say type ones in the early phases of it would have been. Mostly in the indigo, because they're the most unstructured of qual. You know, they didn't, they they don't, they don't operate in containers. Hmm. They operate in a very free form energy. So and they might have been that might have been in the early days of the indigo um, energy opening, but now I think you see it in all types. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Now, Carol, you did run, or do you still run the money boot camps? I don't have them as live events, but we captured the very best of that material um, and recorded it. So we do sell the um, program as a home study course now. Uh-huh. So that material is still being um, put out there and available, which is great cause you don't have to fly to any particular location. It comes right to you, and you can have it for the that particular kind of information, too. It doesn't makes sense to go to an event and not capture it and it being recorded because that's the kind of material you have to listen to over and over and over. You have to continue to retrain yourself. It's not something you just listen to once and you've got it. Mm-hmm. These these patterns are too deeply, they've been lived by too many generations and so they're very deep energetic um, channels that, that are a part of our experience here. And so as you retrain your whole system to work, to operate at a very a much higher frequency with money and understand money's purpose in your life and the, how it's meant to serve you, that requires mul- multiple days a week that you're investing in listening or watching. Like in our case, the Met, we offer a program called Manifesting More Money Boot Camp which is at manifestingmoremoney.com, you have the DVDs and the CDs to continue to do the retraining to open your true self mm-hmm. to what, you know, that's what you're doing. And it requires, you can't do the one 
this is not a um, this is not a uh, fast food drive-through type thing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you got to go through the steps. Yeah, and that's fun. Yeah, inch by inch, it changes us, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. If I hadn't, you know, you figured twenty years ago, I started to really, I got on myself, my my self-realization journey, the the awakening of Carol Tuttle. If I had not done that and been committed over, you know, I've always held the conviction, even though I'm a practitioner, I help a lot of other people, I influence a lot of lives, I'm still my primary client. Mm -hmm. I've got to be a, if if I am not working with myself, and if I ever put myself above anybody or think I have it together more than anybody, I've just lost my opportunity to be a, a, a vessel of influence, a vehicle for God to do his handiwork. Because I'm not any different than anyone else. I'm not any more. I may have more influence. I may have more people watching me or knowing about me. But I've had to do what you are in in the practice of. Mm. I've I've experienced most of what you've experienced. I know this journey. Mm. I know it firsthand. I know how tiresome it can get. I know how frustrating it can be. How how I just want to be, I want to leave, I'm done, take me out of here, I can't do this one more day. Um, And yet at the same time, I've never known more joy, the healing of family issues that had every potential to tear my family apart and the marriage, Mm. put me in a place of ruin. Who knows, I might have been on drugs and in jail. I mean, I had everything that could have taken me there. Mm. But I kept showing up because I continued to pray for the strength to do God's will. Mm. And now more than ever, I'm in this amazing, amazing place to serve because I've been able to come into really healing. I'm never going to just assume I'm done because you're always in a place of at least, if you're not healing, you have maintenance. It's just like you don't brush your teeth and decide you've got it taken care of for the rest of your life. You brush them every day. So there's things I've learned to practice on a daily basis that maintain my my state of um, being and well-being, being connected with the divine, being of service, so that I can be an instrument of good to have others' lives really come into their truth. And it's just a very humbling thing to be a part of a, my mantra is um for me this is my signature it comes from astrology and the myth of hercules having to truly come into his or pluto it and i don't know the whole story i was told my i have an astrologer friend who she said carol this is like your life's mission um rise by kneeling Conquer by surrendering, gain by giving up. And that's my life's practice on a daily basis so that I can truly help other people come to know what I now know and to feel what I now feel and how magnificent the whole experience is. Mm, That is so beautiful, Carol. Just before we end this uh, fabulous interview, for as a starting point, which one of your programs would you recommend our listeners to go to first? I think the my, the energy profiling, because if you don't know and understand your true nature, you're going to be circling it. So the myenergyprofile.com is where we sell a bundle. It's called the Energy Profiling Bundle, where you get a book and an access to the online course, because a lot of what I teach in the book is it's better taught through visuals, through video trainings, Um We have a lot of video tutorials to teach you how to do face profiling, which is very fascinating. Mm -hmm. And you get access to all of that. It's like $29 to get the bundle. Mm -hmm. It's really affordable because we really want people to know this. We want them to have access to this easily. Mm -hmm. And so I'd start there because to me, um, that has been the most supportive in truly understanding who I am and not trying to live contrary to it anymore. Mm -hmm. Once you've got that place of center with yourself, I've got all kinds of stuff going on that can support you. (laughs) (laughs) So many beautiful bundles. Yes, we have all kinds of support materials. Yeah, that's amazing. Carol, just before we finish, do you have anything you'd love to share, um, your final words to our listeners? Well, the main we we take anything and we make it hard on ourselves. And I include myself in this comment that we, we, 
we need to maintain a level of enjoyment with it all and and, and trust the journey. You know, God's going to serve you with either a silver platter or a big, you know, clobber on the head. You're going to get your if you're seeking enlightenment or seeking self-realization, God's right there. Angels, guides are all right there to make sure you don't miss critical points of um noticing, you know. You 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 got to you need to make sure you keep the process fun enough that you don't wear yourself out. It is a process. But it you need to ask that you pay attention to. Too often you're not trying to notice what's still not working. You need your eyes open. Ask in a prayer, please help me to see the many things that are changing in my life that are a reflection of me living my truth. Because I know they're there. You're just so conditioned to seeing what's, what, you, what you don't want. You need to ask to be sure. Help me to see. I use that. I I want to be shown, I, and, and if, even if I'm shown, if I'm not seeing it, so the prayer is, help me to see what will continue to support me in this journey and bring me encouragement, and you'll, you will see it. That's so beautiful, so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carol, for taking time off your busy schedule. I know you're very, very busy. Thank you, and we're truly, truly you're grateful. very welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for joining Appreciate us. Being part of it. Thank you. Thank you.